welcome to episode 79 of this podcast, your safe space for grown-up talk about childish things. Tonight, Invincible, Jupiter's Legacy, and Star Wars, The Bad Bunch. Let's go! DJ Kevin Kev. Drop for me. What's crack a lot, my brother? What's happening, my friend? How much, man? Not much. How's life in your world? Um, what's, your, what's your vaccination status as of I, today? I am first one and done. First one and done. Yeah. Me too, brother. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Pow. Cheers to the backs. Vaccination. That's one step closer to a normal world. Vaccination for the nation. <laughs> wheel selector. Wheel. Wheel. Uh, shit. But yeah, so I don't get my second one until August. Me too. Yeah. Okay. August yeah, 22nd. 22nd? Yep. Yeah, I'm on the 24th. So nice. Yeah. So what yeah. are we gonna do when we're fully vaccinated? Um, have a vax only party. <laughs> Walk around outdoors and lick things. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> I miss just I mean, randomly licking bus stops and right door handles. Signs. Drinking fountains. You know, the good old days that everybody misses. Yes. <laughs> money. Personally, I miss licking money. I don't, I don't remember what the good old days were like anymore, honestly. <laughs> right? I feel like... It's a whole new world, man. It's a whole new yeah, world. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Weird. It's going to be weird, I think. Yeah. Um, but anyways... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I don't know. I don't know if if I don't think I talked about this, but um, since March, I've been dieting. Okay. Um, trying to get the weight under control. I don't know. I don't know if you remember my uh, wedding video live stream, but I but I was pretty embarrassed by how really fucking fat I am <laughs> uh, now. So um, back in March, I had some big life changes actually because I I started my new job. Uh, after six years on uh, steady midnight shifts, um, I started my nine to five job um, at work, uh, and uh, it's been going great. But I also started dieting on that same day. That I didn't really talk about it much, but yeah. um, uh, I'm down twenty pounds since yeah, March first, um, which isn't which isn't like a you know a massive amount, but it's it's, it's a good I think start. it's it's all the it's all the weight that I gained during COVID. I think mm-hmm. gone because. I actually started doing this right before COVID, right before the first lockdown. Okay. I was about a I was about a month into my diet, and things were going great. And then lockdown happened, and then stress eating fully just just crashed into my world. Yeah. And uh, so I've I've undone the COVID damage, uh, um, but um, now I'm going to work on the the previous ten years, and I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna lose about eighty more pounds. I'm gonna lose hundred pounds total. So it's going to be a long journey. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But this weekend, after having uh, passed the twenty-pound mark, um, I I took the risk of um, trying on some of my older clothes that I had grown out of recently. Okay. 
and I and I and I fit some of my old shirts again, and nice. I, that's always that's always a good feeling. So that was a good like warm, fuzzy like self reward. <laughs> Thought you were um, gonna say I celebrated with a tub of ice cream. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Yeah, I've been kind of watching what I've been eating as well, and uh, I started walking in the evenings and stuff, right? Just trying to get some more exercise uh, on top of my daily working, uh, which I'm always pretty much 90% of the day I'm on my feet, right? So walking around and stuff. So, yeah, I've been just, uh, I, I don't know. I don't think I've lost 20 pounds, but I, I did shed a, at least an inch off of my waist. So, yeah. Good for you, brother. Yeah, yeah. So. Good for you. Uh, you know, uh, maybe as we come out of the pandemic, uh, and hopefully we are coming out of the pandemic, um, we'll all have these like, you know, shedding our COVID skin. Kind of <laughs> Fair pieces. enough. Anyway, um, what else is going on? Mm. Was there any big news this week? Uh, the Venom Two trailer dropped today. Mm-hmm. Um. As far as news goes, uh, nothing I can think of off the top of the head. Mm. Um, no big. Did we talk since they dropped all? Well, I, yeah, we haven't done the show since they dropped all the uh, the dates for all the Marvel films. That was true. There was that big Marvel drop mm-hmm. of that, dates and titles and yeah. I don't think we learned a lot new except for a couple of titles. Yeah, titles. Uh, we uh, learned Wakanda that Captain Forever. Marvel 2 is not Captain Marvel 2. It's Marvels. Yeah, Captain Marvels. Which is kind of weird. Um, well, we know that there's going to be the younger one. And then I'm assuming uh, yeah. what's-her-face from um, Wakanda, or Wakanda Vision, WandaVision. <laughs> I'm assuming they're referring to her as another one of the Marvels. Right? Yeah, you know, for sure. Um, yeah, there's going to be the three of them. Mm-hmm. Um which kind of feels like a Shazam kind of vibe, but I I yeah. wonder how that if that reflects at all on the popularity of Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Like maybe they think she can't carry another movie, and they they need to make it a team movie instead of her sequel. I don't. I, I feel like it's kind of weird, right? Like if mm. I don't know. I think but, it's just an um, introduction. <clears throat> sure. Right. Monica Rambeau's character and uh, and. What's it? Is it the Ms. Little, Marvel? Uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. The little girl. The little girl from Toronto, apparently. Cool. So, I mean, um, honestly, a lot of movies on that slate I'm really looking forward to. Doctor Strange, of course. Uh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, friggin' what else? Thor, probably more than any of them. <clears throat> um uh, damn it! What else is there? I'm blanking. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking up that little girl's name. Uh, uh, Iman Velani. I was hoping they'd have her where she's from. I, I'm pretty sure she's she's. I know she's Canadian, but I feel like <laughs> she she's from Toronto. If I remember correctly. <clears throat> and uh, I'm buying into the hype for the Eternals movie. Um, I really mm-hmm. liked the little bit of footage they released, the, the little teaser trailer they, they released for that. Very it, little footage. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay. Um, but um, it felt cool. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to seeing um, what is supposed to be like a transformative movie for the MCU from what people are saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So that's interesting. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff coming from Marvel. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to to all of that. Um, and what has come out recently, uh, we're going to talk about today is uh, this uh, Bad Batch show. This is mm-hmm. basically it's basically the new season of Clone Wars. Yes. That's just. Let's just lay it down. Yeah, it is. It's it's a continuation. Continues directly from Clone Wars, and it's got yeah. a lot of the same characters and same creative team, same art style. Yes. Um, and we're going to talk about that. But first, we want to talk about another couple of shows that have been uh, popular, talked about a lot lately: uh, yeah. streaming shows, superhero shows, shows that really have a lot in common, honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that that's maybe having a lot of effect on the reaction. Right. Uh, to <clears throat> at least one of them. Um, so let's talk about uh, Invincible first. Uh-huh. And then we'll talk about Jupiter's Legacy after. Right. Um, because the conversation really involves a comparison. Yes, I agree. Uh, that people are From doing. From what I've seen so far, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Jupiter's Legacy. I mean, sorry, Invincible. Invincible. That was great. <laughs> uh, typical. That was that. That is exactly what I would do in the meeting at work. <laughs> if I was right conducting the meeting at work. Right off the top, I love how they. Um, so you, I've gotten a lot farther in the in the series than you have. Um, uh-huh. I'm, I'm only I only need I'm only one more episode, I believe, and I'm done. But right. um, I love how they do the title card every episode. So it's never the same, but it's always right. them cutting the person off who's just about to say invincible. Yeah. And it just gets smarter and smarter throughout the entire <laughs> series. Yeah. Um, there's one episode where they do it like a half hour into the show. <laughs> yeah. Right. But anyways, uh, it's a on. clever, it's a clever show. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it kind of, it kind of indulges itself in its cleverness a little bit. It's not mm-hmm. surprising because one of the creators is Robert Kirkman, who created The Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Right? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like there's a lot of comparisons. I feel like Robert Kirkman's style is stamped all over this mm-hmm. uh, from a from a story perspective. Um, uh, but let's just talk about what it is, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is obviously an alternate version of Earth, and it is populated by superheroes, mm-hmm. and um, I'm, and there's a whole team of superheroes very similar to the Justice League. Yes. Uh, Do you remember what they're called? The Um, the Guardians of the Globe. Guardians of the Globe. Anyway, um, like they are. When I say they're very similar to the Justice League, I'm gonna. I'm saying they are intentionally a carbon copy of the Justice League. Like they are. Like. <clears throat> the 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 speedster is named Red Rush, yeah. and his his costume is red, like the Flash's costume, and he's the funny character, mm-hmm. like the Flash. Uh, the, the 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 Batman character is named Darkwing, and he is just Batman, yeah. just straight up. Uh, the the Wonder Woman character is named War Woman, and she is Wonder Woman, except instead of an, a sword, she has a mace. Yeah. Um, there's a, the the Aquaman character is actually a fish person, mm-hmm. but otherwise he's just Aquaman. But he shoots water. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so on and on like that. Uh, every character has a direct analog from Justice League. And that's important because um, <clears throat> the audience this is aimed at is, is, is us, uh, I think, because Robert Kirkman is our age. Um, and he grew up like us watching Super Friends mm-hmm. as a child. In his earliest years, Saturday morning cartoons, eating a bowl of cereal, 
watching Super Friends. Uh, well, he cast the Super Friends in this show, yeah. especially. I mean, mostly it's in episode one that you got to worry about it, but um, but 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 he did this intentionally, and um, and it's a setup. It's uh, and and I'm spoiler alert. I'm going to spoil episode one for you. Go for it. Uh, just just to give you a just to give people a feel of. Of, of what kind of show this is, um, uh, at the end. Well, I mean, there's a, there's an analog for every character, but but the but the the main print, the main character of the show, anyway, one of the main characters of the show is Omni Man, yeah. who is the analog for Superman. He flies like Superman. He has super strength like Superman. Um, his costume is, is kind of an invocative of Superman's costume, but not 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 in color. Mm-hmm. Um, He's got a big uh, cop mustache, uh, and he's played by J.K. Simmons, uh, so he, you know, it works. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, is also uh, from an alien planet, like Superman, yeah. um, and uh, his son is also a character in this. And uh, in in this first episode, um, it is mostly about uh, the relationship between the father and the son and the son getting his superpowers, mm-hmm. uh, for the first time and how they handle that yeah. as a family. Well, it's kind of funny how like light and fluffy this sh- first episode is. It's not funny. It's set up. It's direct yeah. setup, yeah, right? It's that, it's, like, it's, it goes back to that super friends thing I was telling you. Yeah. Well, I like, mean, like it it's makes very... you feel, it makes you feel like you're watching a show like that. Yeah. Like a, like, like you're watching the super friends. Yeah. It's very uh, lighthearted. It it's, it's, yeah. it's comedic when it needs to be. Um, it's, and when it, and when it, and when it, and when it gets violent, but that's the it, funny it, part. It does get, it does get violent is I and, wasn't sure and, if this show was going that way. And then yeah. all of a sudden the credits roll, and I'm like, "Really?" And then, yeah, the thing with every episode is they show credits, but they always have something behind the credits, right? Except and for the, I guess, except for I the guess, last episode that I just watched. I, I but that's guess another story. I guess that's a that's kind of a a device, the theme, right? Yeah, a, a, story, a storytelling device that says, "Okay, now this is where the comic book part of this stops, and this is where." Like the dirty underbelly reality of what would really happen here starts. Mm. I th- I feel like Especially, it's, it's, it's mostly one anyway for setup, but mm, yeah, and right. then the credits kind of roll, and you're like, okay, that's it, and then all of a sudden they show the the hall of justice, whatever they call it, it has justice in yeah. the title. But let's not get to what happens there yet. Let's, oh, okay. Let's finish <laughs> talking about what happens in the in the, in the story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Anyway, uh, the, the son gets his powers, and then he immediately wants to start training as a superhero. Yeah. So, like, they spend this this time, the father and the son, the father training the son to be a superhero. And he tells him about his alien heritage, and he tells him about how he left everybody from their world has these powers, and they all go off to alien worlds to be protectors of other alien worlds. Yeah. But he but but he specifies the sole protector of the alien worlds. So he came here from their planet, what was it? Veltrex? Vel, uh, Vel- starts with a V. I'm drawing. I'm drawing anyway. Like, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and so the son gets his powers. Um, and the father seems like it's a problem, you know, and he's, he's weird about it. And he, and, and there's this weird tension throughout the, the episode mm-hmm. while, while they also do this 
father-son thing where he teaches him how to be a superhero and he takes him to the superhero tailor and it kind of it kind of reminds you of uh the incredibles right with the whole superhero tailor uh uh motif uh trope i wanted to say Mm -hmm. um And it's cute and it's fun. Um, and then, like you said, it ends with um, the son finally, cho- you know, becoming coming his becoming his superhero self, right? Coming into his own as a as a superhero. Well, kind of like you yet. see in in all the in all the Spider Man movies. Mm-hmm. Like it's the part where Peter Parker finally starts swinging through New York City, uh, you know, comfortably and and as you know you would expect Spider Man to. It's after it, we go through all that kind of same superhero origin story, young superhero, you know, discovering himself, learning the ropes stuff. It's all it all feels very familiar and it's all very it's all very fun. And it's all it's it's kinda cool and well done. You know, the mm-hmm. animation is decent, uh and the writing is the writing is good. Um you know and, and then like you said, uh it, the it comes to the part where the son chooses a superhero name and he announces it to the supervillain that he just defeated. I am, and then instead of him saying it, it shows the title card, Invincible. And then, as you were saying. um, Yeah, so after the credits, uh, you kind of see, like, the the Guardians of the Globe kind of just, like, chilling, and then Omni-Man comes in, and they're just like, hey, what's going on? And then he starts fucking kicking their asses. So first they do like a super super frenzy like thing though where they're all they're all f- around the globe doing their own shit and they all get a call on their wristband that calls that's them, right that's calls right. them to the that. guardians yeah, yeah. headquarters like their hall of justice yeah. looks like exactly what would have happened on super friends yes, yes. um Forgot and about it, that, like yeah. you know the fish guy even is sitting on a throne underwater and it, his wristband goes off, and he goes, "Finally, some action!" and yeah. swims off. And it's corny and super frenzy, yeah. right? Yeah. So then they all get assembled in their hall of justice, and Omni Man is there, and he's the one who called them all there. And then um, this thing turns into violence porn. Yes. Is all I could say. Um, uh, <laughs> Omni Man proceeds to violently, bloodily murder <laughs> just <destroy>. all of <laughs> the super friends. Like Robert Kirkman answers the question, "What would really happen if Superman fought Batman?" Yeah. Well, Omni Man kills Darkwing exactly the way you always imagined Superman would really kill Batman. He grabs him by the ankles and swings him around and splats his head like a watermelon. Yeah. You know, because that's how powerful he is. Um. So if you've always daydreamed about seeing Superman be a violent psychopath who murders everybody, who uses his superpowers to just do horrible, bloody, psychopathic, torturous violence to other people, especially characters, especially (laughs) characters that you grew up loving watching on Saturday morning cartoons eating cereal if that's what you've always wished you could see superman violently murdering all of the other super friends while they beg him to stop like like i'm talking horrific explicit sadistic graphic violence that goes on and on 
And on, I didn't count how long the scene was, Kev, mm-hmm. but you'll agree with me that it goes on and on, and you and you keep having the reaction of, "Wow, it's still going. He's yeah. he's gonna murder this one now and show it, show it, show it, show it, show it. Then he's gonna murder this one now and show it, show it, show it, show it. And then two of them are gonna have a little conversation about why is he doing this? Oh God, we got it. What are we? And then you know have a little character moment with them, so we care about them a little more." Before he murders them, show it, show it, show it, show it, murder them, show it, show it. Like it goes on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. It's violence porn. It is yeah. fucking extreme. Yeah. Uh, and, and <clears throat> fuck, man, I'm going and, back to this. Has been a theme for us uh, this through the, throughout this podcast because I'm going to go all the way back to whatever that fucking, what was that fucking Superman? Uh, copy movie that where the kid was evil oh, instead Bright of Burn. Good. Bright, Bright Burn. Yeah, Bright yeah. Burn. Um, all the way back to that movie, I've been seeing this and just not liking it. And you know, I don't like the boys, and I put it in the same category. Yeah. Like, yeah, Superman can do all this stuff, and the reason he's a great character is that he doesn't. And and no, I don't need to see him do all the stuff that he doesn't do because he's a hero. And it's not fun for me to see him subverted. It's, I don't get the desire to see this, but apparently a lot of people want to see this because like, there are so many versions of this now. It it keeps happening over and over again and people seem to love it. And look, I'm, I was. I don't think this is a bad show. Yeah. I. I don't. I said the writing was good. I. I. You know. I was. I was pulled in the whole thing, and I was. And I thought. I thought it was good the whole way through, and. And then throughout the violence, the viol- the the orgy of violence at the end, mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, am I. And like fuck, man! I I'll love Reservoir Dogs. Okay, I love I love every Quentin movie, right? Like, I I don't think that I'm above this mm-hmm. in, in in any way. But man, there's just I guess there's something personal to me about about these tropes. About like I there's just something about Superman. Just don't do it to Superman. I feel like I don't know. I, yeah. it's, I think maybe it's a personal thing for me, but I think so too. Um, um, <laughs> well, I'll be honest. I I just thought this show was very generic up until the ending and the ending is what pulled me into the show and the yeah. ending is what got me to watch the second se- the second episode yeah. so quickly yeah right that's yeah. that's me like uh, i again just watching it uh in my head i was like comparing it to things like like chronicle um uh brightburn like you said without the violence and you know yeah. obviously superman blah 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 and it's it was very generic. And then, like I said, when when he just destroyed the Guardians of the Globe, and I literally was like, "Damn!" <laughs> when it stopped, and I I was like, "Okay, I gotta see where this goes." And and that's when I watched the second episode. And sure, and it's I a big hooked. cliffhanger because they don't explain why he yeah, does. And it. it's actually not explained throughout the entire show up until it's still not explained. But it's this big. Uh, that's part of what the there's it's like a subplot of the show um, is who killed the guardians of the globe. And it's an ongoing theme up into the episode that I just watched when they figured out who it was. Um, spoiler alert. 
but um, we still don't know why. So we're still learning why he did this. So, <clears throat> but I, yeah. I can already tell you. I bet you want me to spoil it for you because uh, I no because, because I'm gonna I, watch I guessed the next, it. I'm going to watch the next episode tomorrow. I'm going to watch the next episode tomorrow. You can you can guess if you want. I'll yeah, give you my guess. It. It's yeah, a guess. It's a it. total guess. Yeah. Didn't it seem interesting to you when he said they sent me here to be Earth's sole protector? Right. When they sh- when they showed him fighting in this team the whole time, like yep. he's not Earth's he, he's sole not, protector. He's not part of the team though. He wasn't part no, of that team. No, but he's not. I know. Yeah. But he, which meant, but he wasn't Earth's sole protector, exactly. right? And that's exactly why I think he did it too, because he wanted to be Earth's. Soul and I think we're gonna. Protector. I think we're also gonna find yeah. out it's because his son got his powers. Yeah. That his that his alien genetics, because he also started being an asshole to his wife at the same time. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm not myself. I don't know what's wrong with me. Be, I think his alien race. I think their genetics set them up so that there can only be one of them. Yeah, yeah. With their powers, yeah. and his son getting his powers means his son has to kill him and take his place. Right. And. And when when that genetically was activated in him, he had to kill the, the other guardians yeah. because he, he genetically has to be the the sole protector of Earth. Yeah. No, I I agree with with what you're saying actually. Okay. Yeah. If anybody's listening who's already watched this and I got it right, yeah. <laughs> there's no way I got it right. <laughs> no, but, but I I do agree with you because that's kind of the way it's leading. Like okay. without them actually coming out and say it, I've like only said, watched one episode. Yeah, one. I'm, I'm in. Okay. I'm, I'm right, on like the I'm seventh. Awesome. Okay. If I'm right, then Robert Kirkman is really predictable. <laughs> but all good. Anyway, so, um, yeah. So uh, is there anything else we, you want to say about Invincible before we move on? I, uh, you're recommending it, obviously. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm digging I'm, it. I think it's I'm good. like I'm like lukewarm recommending it. I guess mm. I'm. I'm not saying it's bad. I might be saying it's not for me. I don't know if I'm going to watch the rest. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm digging it. Uh, I'm I'm really into it right now. Uh, it took me a while to start it. I kind of threw it on one day like a month ago, and I was just like, not in the mood for this right now. And I watched like five minutes and turned it off. But then uh, you, you suggested that you wanted to talk about it, so then I was just like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to watch it. And I'm like seven episodes deep, and that was like what two days ago. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no. Um, a lot of people love it. Love it. Yeah. Like it's popular. Yeah. Sure. And well, it, it's definitely a lot of people love it because they already renewed it for two more seasons, right? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, no, what, I'm, I'm what, digging it. What is slightly less loved, but not completely. On. Um, Got a boom done, invincible. Boom done on invincible, <laughs> but um, yes, Jupiter's legacy. Yeah. On Netflix. Um, is something I was interested in checking out. I, mm-hmm. I like I like the look of the trailers. I thought this show looks like it's got a lot of um, uh, of of special effects in it for a live action superhero show, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and the characters were interesting. So I, I I decided to check it out. I decided to make you check it out. So we did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because this thing has gotten a terrible reception from the critics. Yep. It's got a really low critic score on rotten tomatoes mm-hmm. i think somewhere around 40 percent still um uh, i believe so yeah even though the audience score is much higher it's closer to 70 percent and on imdb the audience score is 6.9 out of 10 which is really pretty positive so um currently it's sitting at 34 percent 
uh, critics Ooh. rating and 74% okay. audience score. That's really positive audience score. Well, considering 74%. it's 528 uh, u- uh, user ratings compared to 35 uh, critics. Feels right? like so maybe that's a more good. accurate hmm? Anyway, um, the comparisons are, are to Invincible are, 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 pretty, are pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, th- th- this show focuses on a superhero family. Yeah. There's, a, there's a father and son superhero relationship. Um, uh, there's a daughter who has superpowers but refuses to join the family superhero team. Yeah. Is not a superhero. Uh, the mother has superpowers too, though. Um, this is a much different show than Invincible. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show, to me, it feels like an ABC family drama, like like uh, This Is Us, uh, for a great deal of it. When mm-hmm. we're when we're with the family, when we're seated at a dinner table with the dad and the kids, uh, there is some serious heavy television family drama dialogue going on here. Mm-hmm. That is really not bad. It's not my cup of tea. Like, I don't watch those shows. But um, I feel like whoever's writing this is super competent at writing it. Uh, And then there's this whole other element to the show where they're constantly flashing back to, I think, the 1930s. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it says 1930s. Or the 20s, maybe. Um, I think it's the 30s. I think you're right the first one. Where where they are showing the origin story of how how this family got their powers. Mm Mm-hmm. So the same characters back in the 20s um, and, and kind of how they all became who they are. And when you're back in the first episode, you learn hardly anything at all except for, you know, all of this setup. Um, but the father-son dynamic in this show is, is, is somewhat similar in mm-hmm. that the son um, is kind of uh, awkward and uh, kind of clumsy using his powers still. And the father is very tough on him, very stern, very uh, concerned that he's not ready uh, to take on uh, the duty yet, the, 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 jo- the job of superhero yet. And the yeah. son having to prove himself. Um, I don't know. Uh, and then there's this villain in this show, this uh, Professor something this big tough scary dude who kind of almost looks like i don't know i don't want to say the thing i want to say he visually kind of took on a dark sidey kind of look he's like a big dude with like mottled gray skin he had like an armor with like a a light up thing in the chest wasn't Um, wasn't that the uh, second episode black star yeah black star how many episodes did you watch I watched the first two episodes, but Black Star. Oh, was the first two. Episode. Okay, because I thought you only watched the one. That's why I was like, "How the hell?" Black did you Star know was about... the first episode. No, second episode. Wasn't it at the end of the uh, second episode? He dies at the end of the first episode, doesn't he? Am I wrong? Hold I, on. Uh, maybe you're right. Uh, I could have sworn it was the second episode when he gets punched in the face. Yeah, no, that's the first episode. Oh, is it? Okay, the sorry. Episode, the setup. The setup is that this Professor Blackstar has has broken out of the uh, out of the Supermax prison where yes. the supervillains are kept. Yeah, yeah. In in this world, there are just supervillains and superheroes. Yeah. Um, and there is a superhero team again mm-hmm. that this family is a part of. Another Justice League like team. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a trope going on where 
there there have always been rules where the superheroes and supervillains don't really kill. Yeah. But now the supervillains have started to kill. They've started to be more evil, um, and we don't know why. Um, but uh, this this Black Star character is on a rampage after breaking out of prison. Yeah. And um. And, and yeah, the 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 final confrontation of this thing is. The whole, like all of the superheroes, uh, fighting Black Star together, and Black Star basically whooping their ass. He kills a couple of them. Mm-hmm. He kills three of them. And then he's about he's got his foot down on Omni Man, and it looks like he's gonna win and beat them all. He's about to go nuclear, and then the sun steps up and has a moment of of rage and uh, and and punches uh, the guy in the head and explodes his head like a melon. So one little moment of very graphic violence, much like Invincible, but not like this orgy of it. Like I would call it pornographically violent in the in the point that you are seeing a superhero punch a, a supervillain in the head and you're seeing that head explode graphically. Um well, his face caves in. So it is kind of it is kind of it is kind of graphic and explicit, so um, it, it does kind of go there a little bit, right? Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't live there <laughs> like at the, the way the end of that episode of uh, Invincible did. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Um, it's a lighter show. It's not as as like like completely fucking dark and fucked up and twisted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit dark and fucked up and twisted, but it's also very realistic in terms of the family relationships. It's It also mm-hmm. it really pushes this angle that superheroes are really people mm-hmm. and it pushes their real human drama yep. to the front to the front of it. Um, it's not like dark and cynical like the boys. It's more of a classic feeling superhero show mm-hmm. than all of these like, dark cynical things that we've been seeing and that we've been talking about. So I do set it aside from those. And I do kind of think that that's part of the critical negative reaction mm. is that like, you have to be super shitty and cynical now for people to take you seriously. Um, and I think it suffers from, from maybe it's a little, a little too light for some critics. I, I, I saw some people describe it as like CW with a bigger budget. Mm. And I, I, I don't agree with that. Uh, like some of the action stuff maybe felt like CW with a bigger budget, but the, but the writing, like I said, it really feels like, um, some serious, uh, dramatic, uh, writing is happening here. I see some, uh, people calling it the poor man's, the boys. So they're comparing yeah, I, it to the boys, but yeah, no, it's just I, not I, as I good. I don't, I don't know. The boys is all about the corruption in the superhero world, yeah. right? Yeah. Like this is not, this is about the family and the human cost of, yeah of everything they they're going through. <clears throat> yes. Um but again, we're only you and I both only watched two episodes, so we can't really Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, you know what I mean? Um I I think I'm more likely to to watch more of Jupiter's Legacy. Um I don't know if I love it. I don't think I love it. Um yeah. but uh but I like it enough yeah, to it's to all right. with it. Yeah, no, it's um, definitely because I saw sure. like I looked up the uh, rating before watching it, and it was just like, you know, I, I feel like people were just destroying it. And after watching the first two episodes, I thought it was okay. Um, definitely better than thirty four percent. 
Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So I'll keep giving that a chance. Yeah, no, I'll definitely uh, finish it myself. We'll see. We'll come back and revisit the topic at some point and uh, say what we think of it uh, after Sounds some time good. passes. Sounds good. All right, all right, brother. Shall we get to the main oh, event then? Shall we move on? Yeah, is it time once again to talk about some Star Wars? Is it Star Wars season? Yes. Once again, is the question. Yes. Star Wars. There we go. With excitement. <laughs> Star Wars, the Bad Batch. Yes. Two episodes. Two episodes in. We got two in one week. Deep. Two more in a week? They're going to do two a week? No, I said we got two in one week. Oh, yes. We got so two the first week. episode was like almost a movie almost. It was like an hour and ten minutes. Yeah. <clears throat> and the then, sec- second one was 30 minutes. Uh, I feel like it was 40, no? Uh, so I think 30, it was Yeah, 30. yeah, you're right. 30 minutes, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So. Yes. Episode one picks up right where we left off. You know, episode one does something that Clone Wars, I feel like, did probably ten times already. (laughs) It revisits Order 66. Yes. We start at Order 66, a moment that we have seen in Star Wars so many times now. Well, we only saw it once in the Clone Wars. But here's another story of another Padawan who survives Order 66, Kev. I'm starting Mm -hmm. out... I'm starting out firing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know who the pad one is, right? That Caleb. Yeah, his name is Caleb. Yeah. No, yeah. who's Caleb? I forget. It's it's Kanan from Rebels. Uh, it's Kanan. it's a young okay. Kanan. Okay, at least it's not a new no Jedi that no, we have not. it. Okay, thank God we're not adding another Jedi to the canon. Um, we are not who survives Order sixty six. Um, but, um, I, I, I actually didn't mind this. I thought the opening sequence was kind of cool. Uh, it was, it was visually kind of, kind of nice. Um, and, uh, the whole Caleb deciding whether he was going to go with the bad batch or not. Um, you know, why would he trust them? He just watched all the clones murder his master. Yeah. Um, and then we get introduced to this, these Bad Batch characters uh, in this opening scene because they rescue, or they try to rescue uh, the Jedi and her Padawan. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know what's going on when Order 66 happens because they're modified clones, so their inhibitor chips didn't deliver the command yep. to them the way the rest of them, the way the rest of the clones did. Um, so they're confused. They don't understand why their brothers have killed all the Jedi. Um, I talk about these characters right off the bat. These are all new characters, right? Like this, this, did this team exist in Clone Wars previously? They did. Uh, they, they did, did, uh, make an appearance in season seven. Did they, did they give them their full introduction with their names and their call signs uh, and everything? If I remember correctly, it was a while ago. Um, remember I watched it last year. Yeah. Um, we should, we should, we should have invited Johnny Mac on. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. They were definitely introduced already. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was season seven that they introduced them in. Um, but yeah, no, they were like kind of like the standout 
characters for me. So right. when they um, when they announced that they were doing a spinoff, I, I was all aboard, I was on board, right? So, sure. but anyways, uh, yeah. very very GI Joe feeling to me anyway. Mm. In the way they're named, like they're all named after what they do in in yes. in, in the team. Yeah. And of course, they're military team of specialists, so of course they're much like they feel like GI Joe. That's mm-hmm. not a criticism, but um, if if that's if that's my my top line uh, description of this show, it's it's GI Joe of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair enough. Honestly, I didn't like the names. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. the, like I thought the, uh, the are these Star Wars names long shots. Is that his name? Longshot or Crosshair? What, Crosshair. What's the, Crosshair. Hunter. Hunter. Um, tech. Tech. Yep. Wrecker. Yep. Uh, I mean, I guess Luke Skywalker. Wrecker. I, I mean, I guess you could find. I guess you could assimilate that into the Star Wars world. Fine. Well, they're um, they're clone names, right? Yeah. Like Rex. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, they're clone names. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. What happens next? Uh, we go from <laughs> we go from the opening scene where we put, kind of establish the characters, who they are, yep. and that they don't follow Order sixty six like the rest of the clones. Yep. Caleb uh, runs away. Hunter is trying to stop him. But of course, uh, Crosshair, uh, his in, inhibitor, how you, how you pronounce that? His inhibitor chip, chip. In kind of yeah. works. Yeah, it kind of works, but not fully. Um, and so he's mad. He's mad that they didn't follow orders and kill the Jedi. Yes. Yeah. So, but he still didn't do it. He's still not just like trying to kill the Jedi. Yeah. He's still himself mostly. Yeah. He so, just kind of he just kind of wants to murder the Jedi. Well, he's following orders, right? Yes. He keeps saying, "Good soldiers follow orders." Yes. Did I do a good? Crosshair? Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, like I said, uh, there's the whole Order 66. There's the murdering of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. There's Caleb running from the bad biatch. Um, and then we have the great scene where he jumps over the cliff. and He does the force jump. It's very cool. It's very poetic. Um, and then uh, the bad batch goes back to Camino. Back to Camino, yeah. Back to Camino. Uh, you know, familiar setting, place where all the clones came from. Yep. A lot of action happened there in the Clone Wars and such. Yep. Know what I'm saying? Know what you're saying. They get back and they're like, hmm, things have changed. Now that the Empire is a thing, when we left here, we were the Republic mm-hmm. forces, but now we're the Imperial forces. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, all the other clone troopers are being dicks to us. <laughs> Because they're all dicks now. Uh, but there is some cool dialogue in here about how the uh, the war forces are now changing to a police force. Like, like I signed up to, to fight for freedom, not to, like, police people and yeah. tell them what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. Uh, so I thought, 
okay, as a Star Wars fan, there is some cool, interesting stuff here going on with, with what's happening in the transition between the Clone Wars era and the uh, the Great Rebellion. Right. So, uh, you know, I didn't hate it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not here to just hate on everything here. <laughs> I saw a lot of good stuff in here, too. I saw some good stuff in here, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Had to go milder there. So we're one. introduced to Omega. <laughs> and then we're introduced to Omega, who is another obviously altered clone. And yeah. she's a little girl. Yeah. Uh, and she's a big fan of the Bad Batch. She's very interested in them. Seems to know a lot about them, even though nobody seems to know anything about her. Um, we find out that she is a medical assistant to, uh, what's her name? I I forget her name. Viceroy Gunray. No, that's, that's, no, that's, that's somebody else. I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) now let's see. Now let's see. Is that the one? I I can't. Yeah. I I can't remember remember her name for the life of me. Yeah. Um, Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, they don't really tell us about anything about Omega. We just know that she's obviously a modified clone and she's a little girl. Yeah. And her name's Omega. And if you know anything about the Greek alphabet, you know that Omega is the symbol, is the final symbol in the Greek alphabet. It means the end. Mm-hmm. It means the ending. So uh, there's a little hint, I think, Kev. I'm going to give you a little prediction now. Right. We're going to find out. We're going to find out that Omega was the last clone in the FET line. And that's why her name's Omega. Mm. And maybe she ha- holds the key to destroying the rest of the clones for some reason. Mm. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going. A l- I'm going a little far with the predictions here. Right. Um, Grandma Tarkin. Grandma Tarkin appears. Yeah. Uh, and the reason mm-hmm. he's here is to assess the cloning operations. Do we still need them anymore? Because I think it would be cheaper to just use conscript, conscription to conscript to 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 draft soldiers <laughs> to force them to serve us rather than to clone them. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I felt like all this part of the episode was pretty muddled. I felt like this was the filler. This whole part. Uh, Moff Tarkin, Grand Moff Tarkin puts the bad batch in the danger room, the mm. combat simulator room. And I hate the, I hate, I hate combat simulator scenes, Kev. I don't know if you know this, know this about me. Mm. I, I will only accept it in X-Men because it was a trope in X-Men comics. Uh, always the danger room. Mm. But when I see it in star Wars, I hate it every time. And clone Wars has done these, these battle simulations so many times whenever somebody's training for something. Um, I just think it's a waste of time. It's filler. But mm. I guess I guess what happened here to move the story forward was Tarkin wanted to really test them, so he made them use live ammunition instead of the fake rounds they usually use, yeah. which showed the Bad Batch that in the Empire, we're not treated as people. We're treated as expendable, mm-hmm. which which I guess is, you know, character progression. So, yeah. um, there you go. Anything else I'm, I'm missing about <laughs> this, this section here? Um, nope. Uh, they just that you enjoyed it and didn't th- see it the way I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, the bottom line. Um, but yeah, I believe there's more to the episode than what we just said, but 
What we've skipped some stuff is what you're saying. Well, we only got halfway. Uh, oh yeah, oh, there's lots left. Yeah, yeah they lots. beat they beat the simulation. Yeah, uh, they send them on a mission, and yes. that mission they have an important mission for you because you proved how badass you are when we tried to kill you in the simulator. Now we're going to send you on this important fucking mission yeah. to kill some insurgents. Yeah, some insurgents. So everybody's excited. Yeah, we're going on a mission. We're going to see some action. We're going to the insurgent planet now. Of which they... Um, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say they... Um, I believe they're expecting to see droids on this planet, if I remember correctly. And they run into Saw Gerrera. They think they're going to fight Clankers, but they find Saw Gerrera and some other Republic troop deserters and their families the people they're protecting yeah because these people refuse to fight for the empire yes so they were sent here to kill yeah they are insurgents for sure these are the first rebels mm-hmm. right saw Guerrera and his band mm-hmm. um you know i gotta say it, i don't want to be negative again but i don't like this version of saw Guerrera. it Bugs me that they didn't draw the character to look more like Forrest Whitaker. And again, this is the Sagrera that we got in the Clone Wars. I know, I know. And we don't see the older Sagrera until Rebels. I know, but his facial features don't even look like, like, I feel like. But you gotta remember, Clone Wars came first. You gotta remember I know. That. I know, but this is the same team. So, it, like we said, this is just the new season of Clone Wars. It's the same thing to me. I, I just, I it bugged me then. It bugs me now. I, I, <laughs> well, I you gotta remember the art style of this show. Do you know? Do you know this even? The art style of the show, which I have never liked, you, mm. like you know this. I, I, I want a more realistic art style. I want the art style that is used in the cinematics for the Knights of the Old Republic games. I want it to look cool. Mm. And instead, when they were making the Clone Wars, like decades ago, back in the nineties, I guess. Um, Wasn't it, it was really, it was really hard and expensive to do this CGI animation still. And it was it was hard and expensive to do a weekly show mm-hmm. with with really super uh, realistic looking animation. Like you can do it for a video game because you spend like a year making a video game and then you put it out and you're done. Yeah. But when you're making a weekly animated show, you don't have the time to do that. Especially decades ago, yeah. it took a lot longer to do. So they intentionally, and you can watch in interviews with George Lucas and Dave Filoni where they talk about this, they intentionally made their art style to look like puppets, like mm-hmm. marionettes. Right. They even had wood grain in their, in their painting in the, in the first few seasons. A- and that was an intentional choice, an artistic choice. And the fact that we have come so far uh, in, in technology that we can do anything digitally now we could do a realistic show now in this era, mm-hmm. but we're not doing it. We're still sticking with this art style that we invented because it was too hard to do a good art style. And I'm sorry, I know that people love it because they loved the Clone Wars for, for all those years. And it's, and it's the same thing, and it feels familiar, so they have this love for it. But as a guy who never fell in love with the Clone Wars and loved Star Wars, 
I still I look at those cinematics from the from the Knights of the Old Republic games, and I still think they look a million times better than this show, and it bothers me. I just I just, I'm disappointed in it. I I'm, mm-hmm. I went red there. I'm sorry. Yes, that you did. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think about it every time when I watch this show. When I'm watching the, when I'm watching the characters in full costume, like troopers with their helmets on. They do a good job of keeping them pretty realistic looking. But then whenever we get into any faces, we're back to these marionette faces. And right. I'm just, oh, anyway. Sorry. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're not going to change the style of the art. If they're they, keeping... They experimented with, in Rebels, and they experimented in... Rebels. In Rebels was resistance. a different show. That also and, was a different I, show. I know. I know, but why don't they make a new show then? I'm sure it will, it will eventually happen. That looks good, for Christ's sake. I think I have no problem with this art style whatsoever. I, know, I, you know. I enjoy it. So. But I'm only suggesting that you enjoy it as much as you do because it's familiar to you because you loved Clone Wars for so many years. I didn't love Clone Wars back, for so but many it, years. Back though. when it was the only thing you got, we had. you got to remember, I didn't watch Clone Wars until last year. <laughs> I, didn't I tried to watch it and I couldn't get into it, and it wasn't until last year when Are you I was like, me "You watched all seven seasons last year?" Yes, I did. Jesus. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. You're a trooper. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I saw the movie in the theaters. I actually yeah. went to the theaters to watch that movie, and I hated yeah. that movie. I yeah. walked out of that theater. I was just like, "That was not fucking Star Wars." <laughs> <laughs> right? What was yeah. that fucking Jabba the Hutt fucking kid bullshit? Blah, blah, blah. I was Hutt, ripping. Maybe. Yeah, I was ripping into that movie. And then when the show came out, I was like. You know what it was? It was the template for Baby Yoda. They did exactly it, the same fucking thing. I agree. It worked, sec- it worked the second time. I agree. <laughs> but, anyways, uh, I tried to watch the show when it first came on and I just couldn't get into it. And it wasn't until years later. When I was like, you know what, fuck it, this is it, and I own all the DV or all the Blu-rays, like I bought them all, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just never watched them until last year. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, well, you're a trooper for watching all of that in one year, but it was locked down, so I guess yes. you had good uh, reason. Yes, yes, I did. So, anyways, uh, they go back to Camino <laughs> to save Omega because they figure out something's going on. Um, and then, and she could possibly, I guess, be in danger. So they go back to Camino to save her. Uh, they intentionally get locked up. Lo and behold, she also got locked up because she was snooping in their room. Um, they break out. Uh, they the, get locked up in order to break out so they can rescue Omega. Yeah. And the take, that we can't remember her name helps them escape. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the end of the episode. There. And while they are escaping, let's remember mm-hmm. Crosshair. That's right. Who has who has been taken and and had his inhibitor chip amplified yes. to increase the effect of it is now hunting them. Yes. And while they are escaping, Crosshair has them all pinned down and actually looks like he's going to beat them. He takes out Wrecker. And then it looks like he's going to take out, or it looks like he's actually going to kill Wrecker, but then he gets taken out by guess who? Surprise! 
Baby Yoda using the Force? No. <laughs> Omega yes. using her super unbelievable sharpshooter ability takes out Crosshair, the yeah. super unbelievable sharpshooter. And then later when they ask her how she did it, she says, I don't know. I've never done that before. Yeah. So Omega has abilities that are mysterious and are going to be revealed to us episode by episode throughout the show. Yes. Remind you of anybody? Mm, <laughs> not really. Hunter and Omega devel- develop a father-son relationship and the show and the episode ends with them having a heart-to-heart conversation and him reaching out his finger and her reaching out her finger to him <laughs> okay, out of her there. cradle. Easy. They completely, completely mimic the Baby Yoda and Mandalorian relationship with Omega and Hunter, the leader of the Bad Batch. The show feels so similar when we get to this point that I almost vomited. <laughs> it's wow. it's it, like I like this is what I'm supposed to be hooked into. This Omega character, this this tiny little version of the Fett clones, who I know what's going to happen. We're going to find out she has the special abilities of all of the other Bad Batch members because she was the Omega. She was the final version of the experiment that made them all. So she was their supreme perfect version. And she will somehow threaten... Life in the entire galaxy, <laughs> or some shit like that. <laughs> but, um, man, I don't know if I want to spend a whole season trying to figure out what's going on with these characters, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just me. Here we go. I did it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Kev. Shocker. <laughs> anyway, they break her out, uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> then what happens? They're flying away. And that's the end of the episode. And Hunter says, I've got a friend we're going to go see. Yes. And we have a little scene with the Kaminoans talking, you know, mysteriously discussing Omega. They don't really, they don't really reveal anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And we get these heartwarming moments. You know, Omega's never been in space before and she's on board the cockpit of the ship and the ship goes into hyperspace for the first time and you see it reflected in her eyes. And, you know, we did a very similar scene like that with Baby Yoda in in the Razor Crest as well. But whatever. It's not the same thing. Sorry. I'm not watching the same story Mm -hmm. refurbished and and regurgitated again. All right. So what do you give your rating? (laughs) Uh, oh God, I give it one, one barf in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> no, I, like I said, I enjoyed like the first few minutes. Uh, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the Caleb part, even though I, I assaulted it for being a trope that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> no, it's not terrible, Kev. I'll watch a couple more episodes. I'll see if I can get more into it. But um, if I'm going to give episode one a rating out of ten, what would I give it? Okay, let me let me think about it seriously. I don't want to be completely dismissive. I'm going to give it a six. Right. I'm going to give it a six. That's an overall positive rating, but it's not a super strong endorsement. All right. uh, it's a it's a we'll see. Go ahead. All right. Um, 
unlike you, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a good start to a series. Uh, I love the fact that it was over an hour long. Like I said, it almost felt like a movie to me. Uh, I'm going to give the first episode an 8 out of 10. That's really high for you. I enjoyed it. I know. (laughs) And then the second episode... Episode two, cut and run. Cut and run. Cut and run. In which, uh, I guess the episode starts with um, revisiting some other former characters from the Clone Wars show. Yes. Um, If I remember correctly. And this, again, reminds me very much of episode four of The Mandalorian, where they go to the farm planet. Here we go. Are you telling me I'm wrong? Yeah, I am. <laughs> what does the Mandalorian try to do with Baby Yoda on the farm planet? Are they training? He, are they training people here? No, exactly. no. But Mandalorian says he's going to leave Baby Yoda with them so he could be with children mm-hmm. and be with a real family. Mm-hmm. And then they get attacked by a bounty hunter, and he changes his mind. Well, exactly the same thing happens in this episode. Spoiler no, alert. It doesn't because she doesn't want to go with them and she runs back to them. Sure, Kev, but it's the same trope. Like he, She's safer with you. She doesn't belong with us. It's too dangerous. She should be with a real family. And I'm not giving her a choice. I'm making the choice for her. Baby Yoda didn't want to stay on that farm planet either. Mm. Baby Yoda didn't have a choice either. But the bounty hunter changed the Mandalorian's mind. In this case, it was Omega stowing away with the Bad Batch and not giving them a choice. She didn't stow away. But anyways. Well, she went with them. Yes. Um, but not giving them a choice. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I found it repetitive again. But um, And I didn't know these characters from Clone Wars. The, yes. Um, so I wasn't all excited to see them or no. I didn't really, I didn't really understand completely their connection to the whole thing. So basically uh, the whole thing was, uh, he's, uh, he's an ex clone who, um, I can't remember if he got rid of his chip. I feel like he got rid of his chip or something like that. And he starts a family and, uh, he I was expecting he didn't it to be Rex. Fight. I thought it was going to be the I big Rex reveal, but of course they mentioned Rex, yes. so it was what we were supposed to think. It yeah. was a tease. Yeah. So Rex is going to be a big reveal at some point in the show. Yes, for sure. We didn't get it yet. Yeah. Um, did yeah, Rex remove his tip? Uh, I believe I so, if I remember correctly. Yes. Or did he like shock himself or something to fry the chip or something? I can't remember exactly how. Damn. It, but it was yeah. important. I I think it was important in. <laughs> In the final season of Clone Wars that we watched. But anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've only watched it once. I don't remember every little detail. Yeah. So so these <laughs> so, so this clone has his wife and they have they have kids. Mm-hmm. And um, Omega plays with these two children who are around her age. Um, and she almost gets herself in great danger because she's too curious about everything. She's never seen anything before. She's never mm-hmm. seen a planet before. She's never seen dirt before. Um, so you're watching her walk around, discover everything brand new for the first time. It's very adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also um, 
has information that they don't like. She knows stuff about like the inhibitor chip. She reveals that information to the bad batch. Um, and she kind of like shrugs it off and like, they didn't even know. So, um, there is kind of a reciprocal kind of power relationship between the characters, even though Omega is kind of a child who's never done or seen anything before. Um, she knows clone stuff. She knows Camino stuff. Yes. And probably knows more about herself than anyone else knows. Yes. Um, okay. So, yeah, she almost gets killed by the four-eyed uh, tiger beast. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure is uh, something from previous Clone Wars episodes as well. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was also in uh, Attack of the Clones. Uh-huh. That beast. If you remember right. the uh, the arena that they're in, where, right, right, right. Yes. where uh, what's his face cuts off Jango Fett's head. Yes, Jango Fett. Attack yeah. of the Clones, the worst Star Wars movie. Well, that's one thing we actually agree on. <laughs> there we go. Um, so there's a whole plot line here where uh, the uh, the Empire is confisc- is confiscating uh, everybody's spaceships and controlling space travel off the planet. Mm-hmm. This family wants to leave the planet by booking passage on a shuttle, but they need to forge a chain code first. These chain codes were something that was introduced in The Mandalorian. Yep. Uh, so it's the Star Wars lore kind of getting filled out. I don't mind the chain code thing. I kind of I like that little addition to the lore. It's a way that the Empire keeps track of the citizens of the Republic. Yeah. Um, so there's a whole plot about trying to forge the chain codes so the family can get on the shuttle and they want Omega to go with them um, so Omega can you know be safe. Yeah. Um, and they do a whole deal where they get their own ship uh, impounded so they can break into the Imperial facility and Did get you- access to the chain code to hack it. Did you get a little bit of a Han Solo vibe as well when they were... Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, okay. Like, smuggle ourselves in? No, in the our- whole... Remember remember in the uh, Solo movie when um, when him and uh, Kira, was it, were trying to leave um, that planet and he had to... Um, he he stole whatever the... That, that liquid, what do they call it again? Uh vibranium or something i can't remember what it's called that liquid whatever it's worth money oh yeah coaxium coaxium and um that whole exchange when when he like puts it in the uh in the drawer, the drawer. And yeah yeah they, they did the drawer they yeah did, they did the whole deal yeah yeah very very han solo uh, yeah very solo feeling yeah the more more stuff that was from recent disney canon mm-hmm. uh gets gets used in here for sure yeah um uh so anyway uh you know we've already spoiled what happens in the episode yes the fam they they do yes, forge the chain codes <laughs> the family does get off the planet but yeah. omega refuses to go with them yeah um you know they all have to, they have to fight the empire first of course yes there's a lot of fighting. Yes. Running around, hiding, sneaking. Star Warsy type stuff. Yeah. Not bad. Yes. Um, but but this episode we really see the Omega Hunter relationship that I was talking about mm-hmm. uh develop this this kind of father daughter connection. Hunter who kind of 
visually is kind of a Sylvester Stallone kind of Rambo-y type Most figure. Yeah. 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 So they escape. <laughs> <laughs> they escape the planet. Um, and um, I can't remember if they, if they say where they're going next. I can't remember. Um. Uh, I'm not sure where the next destination is, honestly. Yeah. But, uh, again, it ends with this father-daughter moment. If this is where you want to be, then this is where you'll stay. And Omega is just so happy. I'm finally getting what I want. I'm finally with people who are like me. Mm-hmm. I'm finally fit in. I'm finally accepted. And we're going on a space adventure. Um, very sweet vibes, you know? Mm-hmm. Very uh, warm and fuzzy vibes. On the show, um, there was a great moment with uh, fuck I, the big guy's name. What's his name again? Crunk, Wrecker, Wrecker. Um, when he's uh, when he's doing uh, lifts with the uh, the droid, <laughs> yeah. At the end on the uh, on the ship, I thought that was funny. Yeah, the power droid. He's yeah. He's doing dumbbell curls with the power droid. The yeah. power droid's kicking his legs in the air like a like a crab turned over. Uh, yeah, very very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cute show. I'll give it that. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. So I'm gonna rate episode six, episode two, uh, the same as episode one. Uh, it's another six for me. Um, still overall positive. Yeah, but not my strongest recommendation. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how long I last on this show, or if I start to love it. We'll see. Maybe I will start to love it. Maybe I'll become a Clone Wars fan after yeah, watching. I won't hold my breath on that. But yeah, don't hold your breath on that, Kev. <laughs> That's a smart bet. But but I, my mind is not completely closed. I am telling you, if you're a Clone Wars fan, please don't hate me. My mind is open. I'm giving it a chance. Yes. Uh, but but for me, it's a six. Go ahead. All right. Uh, for me, it's uh, I I didn't feel like this episode was as strong as the first one. So I'm sitting at like a 6.57 for this one. Okay. Yeah. Big let's, drop. Let's call it 6.7. Okay. There we go. There we go. Um, so you like the longer God. episodes for sure. Uh, I felt the, the first episode uh, had a little bit better story. Um, yes, we go to that planet, which I'm drawing a blank on the name, and we, we do revisit. Um, so it's thrown in there for obviously – Clone War fans, um, that that droid or that droid, that clone, uh, the one that that you know ran off and started a family, whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's like <clears throat> sprinkled in there, fan service for Clone War fans. Uh, like I said, I thought it was okay, but I didn't think it was as good as the first. So I don't know how many episodes there are going to be of this. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. According to IMDb, there's going to be 13. Well, we'll see how that goes. We'll see where the Bad Batch takes us. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any other Star Wars stuff coming up? I don't even know. That's coming out? Coming uh, up after this? Sorry, 16 What's episodes. 16, not 13, 16. Uh, after Bad Batch? Uh, Book of Boba Fett is supposed to be next? Really? End of this After year, yeah. Uh, 
I don't know if there's anything else coming out this year. Um, there's that other cartoon. I don't know if that's coming out this year, though. Um, what other cartoon? Um, there was that other cartoon with uh, uh, the droids, the C-3PO thing, whatever it's called. Um, droid Tales? Is it Droid Tales? I can't remember. Uh, droid Tales is already a thing. Maybe a new season of Droid Tales? No, no, not 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 the one from the eighties. Um, no, there's no, like there's some... there's a more recent one on Disney Plus. Uh, Droid Tales show. Is there? Uh, yeah. Uh, you sure it's not the old ones? Because I know they were yeah. bringing those up on on Disney Plus. No, they're Lego. They're Lego Star Wars shows. Oh, are they? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. uh, Cassian Endor, I believe, is this year. If I remember correctly, really? No? Isn't it? I thought it was. Uh, Hey. No, I don't. Even, I don't even think they. they, should, they should, I don't They're even still, think they started they, shooting that. Yet. Oh yeah, they started shooting it. Oh yeah, it's sorry, started shooting. A droid, a droid story is the one I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at what's coming out, and I don't see any dates. But I know. Yeah, a droid story. Visions is the other one I was trying to remember. Visions. I remember that. Um, yeah, uh, Cassian Andor. Book of Boba Fett, December, Ahsoka, TBA, That's... Rangers of the New Republic, TBA, Andor, 2022, okay. Obi-Wan, TBA, Acolyte, TBA, mm. Rogue Squadron, TBA, no, December, December 22nd, 2023. Yeah. Um, well, that's how go. far away Rogue Squadron is. It's 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 just as far away as goddamn Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. three. I'm still mad. I didn't mention it at the top, but I'm I'm just mad that they announced Guardians of the Galaxy three so far away. It's, it's it's just like don't even announce it. Like wait a year, then announce it. So much stuff can happen in that amount of time that the yeah. movie might not come out. True, <laughs> you know, and and well, he's supposed to, he's supposed to start filming it this summer, no? If, if I'm right. I don't, I don't know, but 2023. But you gotta remember, he was working on um, Suicide Squad, right? It's only because he got fired that this happened. The Guardians yeah. was supposed to be the first movie oh, of this phase of Marvel. Yeah, I agree. It's only because Disney fired him yeah. that it got rescheduled and put to the back of the order like this, and yeah. now it's so far away. Yeah. I feel like, like Disney's punishment should be: you're not allowed to announce it for a year. Like, <laughs> don't tell me 2023 and make me go, oh. Yeah, like, like, like this this Star Wars movie, Rogue Squadron. It's like it's so far away; it's not even a thing in my head yet. Like, I don't even think about it. But it's like the same year as yeah. that Guardians movie that we're being hyped on. I, I think. Anyway, sorry, that was another little rant. Anyway, Kev, we should probably wrap up. Uh, yeah. You know, I've gone on and on obnoxiously, as I always do. I'm an obnoxious ranter. It's true. I, I, forgive me. All please, good. please forgive me for my <laughs> obnoxious rants. All good, Nick. But, um, <laughs> you know, I will be back to talk more of uh, of, of Bad Batch and, um, you know, whatever else is coming out in the next little bit. I don't know. Um, I have not seen Wrath of Man yet. Are you going to watch that, Kev? The hell's Wrath of Man? You know what that is? No. It's the new Guy Ritchie movie. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, just, yeah. Just came out over the weekend. Oh, did it come out already? Oh, Jason okay. Statham. Jason yeah, yeah. Statham. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize it came out. Okay. Yeah. No, I yeah. do want to watch that. 
I'm all, we'll I'm all about Guy Ritchie, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to check that out, too. Uh, and yeah. I'm going to check out a little more of, uh, you know, uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Maybe yep. a little more Invincible. We'll see how that goes. Oh, one thing I am going to watch. I just I just got in the hopper, ready to go. Uh, Handmaid's Tale, season okay. four. Handmaid's Tale, one of the best shows on television. Not a show we really talked about on this podcast. Because I've never maybe watched it's, it. Maybe it's more adults fair. Maybe it's not. Maybe it doesn't fit with our theme of growing it's... up talking about childish things. Um, but God damn it! So you're not God too old it, to watch that show. show. It's a great show, dude. Yeah. All right. I, I honestly just I'm recommending it just as a friend because you'll you'll enjoy it because it's suck. It's fucking so great. You will enjoy it's, it. It's an Amazon Prime show, no? I believe so. Right. Okay. I'm I'm not exactly sure, but I think you're right on that. Yeah, I have Amazon Prime. Okay. Anyway, uh, it's it's fa- it's really the best writing yeah. uh, on on television. Um, I think. Fair anyway. Enough. All right. Anyway, Handmaid's Tale. Get that in you too. Uh, all right. That's all I have. That's all I have for this week, Kev. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up episode seventy nine of Tool for this podcast? Uh, no, I don't think I've really watched anything other than what I've discussed tonight. Um, yeah, no, I haven't watched any new movies. I think we covered the movies that we, the uh, new ones that we watched, like Mortal Kombat and, all right. right. Um, yeah, no, nothing else off the top of the head. Um, right. yeah, uh, I'm, I have one more season of Superstore to go. So uh, season six, just waiting for it to drop on Prime. And other than that, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Word up, brother. Word to Big Bird. Well, is there any is there any comments from the cheap seats? Uh, I see line one blinking as usual. That's the end. That's right, Miss Jackson, because I'm so nasty. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening to episode seventy nine of Tool for this podcast, and just chill till the next episode.